Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we have another great show for you today. Armin and I will be talking about the Vince Garanda No Synapse Method and how Armin uses dairy products. So, Armin, let's get started. Uh, you know, new year, uh, a lot yeah. of new things going on. A lot of people uh, probably like reset their goals and things like that. Uh, Nice to right. talk about Vince again. So, uh, you know, I was excited about that. Tell us what this uh, no synapse method means. Well, it's, a, it's kind of an odd name, but it, what it, it, it means not to fully contract uh, the muscles by stopping short of a full range of motion okay. or, a complete, or a complete range of motion. So it's also known as continuous tension or not locking out. So that's a real simple way to describe it uh, just mm -hmm. going to keep moving nice and steady uh, with the movement <clears throat> interesting so can you give us some examples of exactly what maybe this is to give everybody a good idea yeah so the way i like to use this strategy and you can use it for all kinds of exercises mm -hmm. but for my legs uh, especially doing leg presses squats hack squats and all these different movements I just mm -hmm. found that using the no snaps method is very effective to push a lot of blood into the muscle and increase the intensity of your training very easily. So the way I kind of do that would be an example of, you know, I'll do like a four one one zero tempo. So that's a four count negative coming down to do the squat or the leg press, hack squat, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, pause for maybe pause for about a second then a one count back up on the positive, but instead of coming all the way up and locking, which you don't want to do anyways, anytime you lock the knees a lot, you're going to create knee problems in my opinion. And based on mm -hmm. things that I've, I've learned and read. So I don't lock, I don't like to lock the knees, but there are exceptions to that. So I'm going to come all the way up, except it won't be all the way up, but it'll be three quarters of the way up. And then I'm going to descend right back down. So you're coming up and then down, up and then down, but in a slow controlled manner. And so as that blood starts coming in and the pressure of the weight starts hitting you, uh, you start feeling that intensity jump up mm -hmm. because, you know, you're, the muscles are really trying to deal with the oxygen and intake and all that too. So you're going to get out of breath. So that's when I'll stop and pause. I don't necessarily lock the legs. I would keep them slightly bent. So mm -hmm. I'm keeping pressure off the cartilage. But I would pause, get some air, and keep going again, try to squeeze out two or three or more reps. Um, you know, one of the strategies I really like to do is, is do like 10 nonstop reps for my – I'm really getting out of air and mm -hmm. then for, my, for my leg training. So this is an example. And then I'll pause, get some air, and then try to squeeze out five nonstop reps. And again, I'll be getting out of air. Then I'll pause. And then I'll go again, and I'll do three nonstop, nonstop reps. It's like, you're like you, know, you can do it this way. You'll get up to 20 reps or even more, but you're, you're pretty exhausted by the time you get to that. So that's just <laughs> right. one technique I really like to use um, when I'm using really, and you want to use heavy weight with this too, to 
again, push as much uh, blood into the muscle to expand the capillaries mm-hmm. and fascia. You know, you got me a little curious here about intensity. Uh, you know, how how would you compare the intensity to full range motion reps? So to me, you know, when you do full range motion reps, you're going to do the full range of motion. So, you mm-hmm. know, if, for example, with leg training, I see there's a lot of people that will squat all the way down or leg press all the way down, push the weight up, and then pause. Right. So you can do a lot of weight with that, and you are getting a lot of rest in between. So that has one level of intensity. But if you do, let's say you can do squats with 225 and you're doing 10 full range motion reps let's let's just use squatting as an example and now you're going to do this without pausing you're going to increase the intensity of that 225 pounds for 10 reps much much more without Mm -hmm. even having to add the weight because you'll be out of breath because you got to keep loading the oxygen inhale (laughs) and exhale to you know keep the pace up because you need oxygen for the you know the contractions and and mm-hmm. to make make to keep you from running out of running out of air, as an example. So, would you do this type of training for all exercises, or are there ones that you shouldn't do it with? Well, that's kind of a yes and no answer. Mm-hmm. Each person is going to be kind of different on how they experiment with it. Okay. I, I like to I like to do it for all exercises. Okay, so you know I really like it, especially for leg training. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like it for back training, but I also found with back training and, and for that, I like to also do some pausing and contracting and holding. Right. So you really, you can do it for all types of exercises, but you, you need to do the other rep scheme, the other tempo schemes to keep engaging that muscle with the muscle mind link. Okay. So, okay. cause when you're doing the, the, sino- the no snaps method you're moving the weight and you're you're focusing but sometimes you're not going to feel the muscle quite as initially very much and then as you start mm-hmm. to engage that the, the the exercise with a lot of blood flow then you'll start to feel it but there is an advantage to holding contracting the muscle too to really feel it activate so i like to kind of use both scenarios but uh you can use it for all exercises. I would just say that I like it for the larger muscle groups, like presses. A lot of people, you notice they do bench presses or dumbbell presses and those kind of things. They do them in a non-continuous or non-lock continuous motion because mm-hmm. it's very effective. So you kind of have to play with it. That's the thing. You experiment with it and see how it affects you. Uh, but you you're, you can't just use no the, the, the no synapse method and do that only would be my opinion. Okay. All right. Now, I I also am curious about um, lightweight and heavyweight. Does it matter um, if you use either one? So with it, obviously, you can do the lightweight. You'll be able to do a lot more repetitions. It still Mm -hmm. can be effective. It can still be effective for lightweight. But I really like using it, again, for heavy movements because of the intensity that really kicks in. So if you're doing heavy dumbbell presses and you're moving, you know, nonstop, nice and continuous motion, you know, everything's going to start to fatigue pretty right. quickly till you get to those last one or two reps. And that's when you're really going to get the, the most benefit of the exercise because those are the reps that hit those white muscle fibers, which cause you to, you know, hit muscle failure. Again, mm-hmm. you got to kind of be careful with that with heavy weight. So 
machines are really good for that kind of thing too. But when you're doing that nonstop continuous motion, um, that you, you have to kind of experiment with, you know, where you're going to stop at. I typically do push the envelope a little bit um, just because of my experience, but you'll want to play right. with that. But they're, they're both effective you know, for both type of rep schemes, but I feel like I get a much better pump and an intense workout when I'm going heavy with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Lightweight is just, it is what it is. It's lightweight, but it will work for lightweight and the burn is pretty phenomenal when you're doing lightweight as well. <laughs> so it still has its effect. Cause like right. if you do like, like in the past, I have experimented with hundred rep sets, which is the, that type of training. It's continuous nonstop because the weight's light. And I've had a tremendous burn from it. And also it was extremely sore from doing a, you know, like a hundred rep set. So mm-hmm. that's, that's brutal anyways, no matter how you slice it, but just to kind of give me <laughs> an example. <laughs> well, you're talking about the muscle and the burn. What about the joints? I mean, um, how would that affect your joints, you know, from the full range to uh, exactly what you're talking about? So with the joints, when using heavy weight and you're not locking out, I, I feel it's more favorable for the joints to do those kind of movements because you're only going to, you know, not necessarily lock out, but you're only going to pause as you run out of breath. So you put a tremendous amount of tension on the muscles. Now, depending on the angle and things like that, if it does affect your joints, uh, then you'll just have to back off. But mm-hmm. I typically see that with not doing as many reps and people going extremely heavy, which there is a place for that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go extremely heavy, that affects your joints. But when you're doing the continuous tension, because you fatigue so much faster, I think it's more favorable for the joints because I love using it um, for all my training. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I use it for the biceps, but on the biceps, I do like to pause at the bottom, get the stretch. So I may do continuous tension one or one set or two sets like that and also do the other as an example but you know i think for the joints it's it's a really good way to uh preserve them uh, based on my personal experience and what i do with my clients well well it's kind of funny that you kind of started into something because my next question was going to be how you use this type of training in your workouts so that's a that's a good question so depending on how i'm feeling uh i do you know, my warm-up sets with, you know, the tempo and that's not a, you know, not real big. Uh, like today I did my back. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I could feel the contraction of my back. So my warm-up sets were, you know, hold for a one or two count or even longer and then feel the stretch. So I was doing full range of motions on my warm-up sets. But then when I decided to go heavy for my back, then I did continuous tension. And I'm, I'm going back and forth, not stopping, keep pulling, you know, pulling and stretching, but I'm not doing the total full stretch at the bottom, you know, at, at the end of the movement, I'm mm-hmm. only pausing for half a second and not even pausing, but coming back, keeping the tension there. So I'll do, you know, one or two sets that way to really push the blood in there and then maybe finish with a set of doing a contraction or maybe just do a continuous tension, you know, no snaps for that one particular exercise, mm-hmm. like let's say road movements. So then when I do my lat pull movements, I may do the bring it down and hold for one or two count to feel the lats really contract when I'm doing pull ups or pull downs, something along those lines, because I want to really engage that muscle since it's already full of blood from the rowing movement. So that's mm-hmm. that's the thing you have to uh, compare and, and experiment with it to see how you respond to it. 
I can mm-hmm. just tell you, once you learn it and get get used to doing it, it, it does help. It helps with your strength too. You'll see your strength go up, but right. just, you'll feel your muscles get thicker. And that's what brings out that density, you know, the heavy weight and, and getting the muscles thicker, you get that density. So when you decide to lean out for like a show or something, you don't see yourself shrink up quite so much because a lot of guys, gotcha. they don't, they don't have that muscle density. And so when they start cutting up, uh, and then depending on how they do that too, they tend to shrink up a lot because their true muscle is just not as thick as it needs to be to prepare for a show. Just this is an example because I have to do that. I, I've done that myself. Mm-hmm. Well, it must work pretty well because if you're doing it, uh, it seems to me you may be getting the results that you want. So what did you think of the results that you got when you started doing this? Well, I think they're great. I uh, okay. I like using it because I can do heavy weight. I can I can I'm engaging the muscle, but then I can also add in the other peak contraction, you know, static hold type movements to mm-hmm. really accentuate getting that mind muscle link, which is important to feel the muscles engage. But then okay. when you're going heavy and you're doing continuous tension, that's getting that blood flow in there and pushing the the blood into the muscle to allow it to expand expand those capillaries and really uh, stretch it out more. That's how you get more muscle size as well. You got to give it some, mm-hmm. you know, when the pump goes away, every time you do the pump, it helps expand the area a little bit. So you got more room for more potential growth, depending mm-hmm. on your hormone well, levels and stuff too. Right, right. Well, a lot of great information on the no synapse method. Um, <laughs> you know, any additional info that you have as we're wrapping up? Yeah, I would just highly recommend that you if you're, if you're probably already doing it, just really focus on a little bit more and feel, you know, focus on that range of motion and mm-hmm. how you're engaging the muscle and make sure your form's really good. Uh, so I would definitely uh, mix it in with all your routines and you experiment with, you know, the large muscle groups, especially, but then also the small muscle groups. Because it's a good change, it, but keeps things kind of mm-hmm. fresh and it's going to challenge it. And that's what stimulates muscle growth is intensity. So anytime you have a higher level of intensity by doing the no synapse method or peak contraction hold and these other strategies, drop sets and things like that, that's going to stimulate new growth because the body's trying to adapt to that new, that new stress. <clears throat> so I definitely recommend it. Awesome. Well, a great segment, Armin. Uh, hey, I just want to remind everybody, uh, you know, we talk about NSP nutrition quite a bit because this is their show, but you know, the one thing that, that, um, you and I were talking about the other day is just to let everybody know, these are naturally sourced supplements. You know, if you're looking for high quality, natural supplements, this is where you get them. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, um, there's a ton of supplements out there to choose from, but this is why you chose NSP, right? Armin? Yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised when I first started using the products. And um, and that was something that Vince was, that's what he cared about. He wanted to make sure he mm-hmm. got the best products for his clients. And that's how it all got started because he was buying from other places and you just don't know what you're getting sometimes. So you have to mm-hmm. source them yourself. And that's how that name came about. Well, it's been life-changing for me. So make sure you check out nspnutrition.com for your supplements. Stand by for a quick word from NSP, and Armin and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. 
and you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we're going to find out how Armin uses dairy products. So let's start with the pros and cons of dairy because, you know, there's a lot of them out there. So what are they, Armin? Well, I'm going to start with the pros because I like using okay. dairy. So, <laughs> but There you go. You can see- there are good health benefits to dairy, uh, and I know it gets thrown on the bus from the media and some of the you know, these experts. But mm-hmm. um, it, you know, it's important for building and maintaining strong bones, you know, because you get calcium from it. So that's a plus. It's not a negative. Uh, you know, and they also provide. Uh, they're they're kind of pretty much vital for health and maintenance of your body. I mean, that mm-hmm. include the calcium, like you're talking about, potassium. You got vitamin D, which is really important for your immune system. And then you got protein. So it's got a good purpose for it. I just think that you know, it gets thrown on the bus a little, little more than it should, but that's the pros. So then on the cons, you know, outside what the media says and all these other things that seem mm-hmm. to come out of nowhere about how bad dairy is, how bad beef right. is, et cetera, mm-hmm. and it's going to cause cancer. And whew, you know, there's a long laundry list of complaints about dairy. Right. Uh, but the thing you got to realize, though, um, is if you buy, if you get dairy that's grass-fed mm-hmm. and not ho- any hormones or antib- antibiotics in it, you have a good food source. So that needs to be your first focus uh, to avoid the cons of dairy. If you just buy regular dairy, then I got to agree with some of the experts. Yeah, there's a good chance things aren't going to work out for you mm-hmm. based on you know how they raise cattle and do things. So focus on grass-fed, organic, uh, with you know no hormones and um, you know. The, uh, the antibiotics. Now, mm-hmm. on top of that, um, you know, it tends to be high in carbs. So if you're managing your carb intake, then you want to know that about milk products in general. Um, so if you, if you watch your carbohydrates, understand that you can get low carb milk, not a problem. They can fix that for you. Um, but that's another thing you kind of keep in mind if you watch your carb intake. It mm-hmm. does contain the sugar lactose. And so some people, you know, they have a, a, an intolerance for it. So you need to if you do have an intolerance word, then yeah, it doesn't make sense for you to do dairy. So it could be a challenge there. Uh, some people tend to just get have an allergy response to dairy. Obviously, they can't take it. That's it is what it is. But and then they have, on the flip side of that, some people have a little bit harder time digesting mm-hmm. um, digesting it because of the you know of the product that it is. Well, you know, we hear the pros and cons. I I like dairy myself too, but. I'm sure a lot of people are curious why you use dairy. So for me, it's a great source of quality fats. I know that it's it's animal fat, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you you need some of that. Uh, it's a great source of protein, and uh, the way that protein breaks down, it's, it has casein in it, and so mm-hmm. it breaks down slower. So that's okay. a good thing, um, you know, because when it breaks down slower, it stays in your system longer. So you always have those amino acids that you need for protein synthesis and, and keeping from burning muscle tissue, which is really important. So I like it for that. And it's also, I mean, it's realistic, it's convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, getting some some you know heavy cream, you know, again, grass-fed and or butter, uh, you know, cottage cheese, regular cheese products that again are of the right kind. 
you know, you can get them pretty quick. It fills you up and it satiates you really quickly, but you got that protein in your system. So I think it's a, a real beneficial thing. Well, I can vouch for the grass-fed butter. I mean, what a difference maker in flavor. Oh, yeah. uh, it was amazing when I changed. But, um, okay, so so kind of back to how how you use the dairy in your current nutrition program. I'm sure a lot of people are curious about that. Yeah. Well, hey, one other thing I did want to mention on top oh, yeah, of that sure. is, mm-hmm. uh, on, well, on top of that is that with dairy and it's grass-fed, Mm-hmm. It's going to have 40% less cholesterol, which people don't realize uh, because of the way it's, the way the cows make it. And it contains conjugated linoleic acid. And what that does, it's an automatic fat emulsifier. The, the cows get that from the grass. So that's the benefits of the cows eating grass as their main source of, of food. So you get the benefits of that when you're eating it. So again, that's why I'm suggesting grass-fed, no hormones, no antibiotics, that kind of thing. So, but when you know that, then you have more confidence when you're when you're having it as part of your mm-hmm. your, your meal planning. So, okay. for me, uh, I like to the way I use it. My current nutrition program is I like to have grass-fed either beef, ground beef. You know, I like mm-hmm. to do 90, 10, 80, 20. You know, when you get ground chuck or 60, 40, it's just so much you know, fat and grease, it burnt, you get burnt with if you're trying to cook it on the skillet. So I like to right. leaner when I'm cooking on the skillet. Now, if you're cooking on a grill, not as big a deal because it's just mm-hmm. going to burn off. But that's right. one of the right. things I like on the, uh, on the when I'm eating the, the beef and, the, and on the steak. Uh, I like them all. I, re- I, re- I really like ribeyes. They tend to be more tender versus a strip steak. But mm-hmm. that's all, it's all good for you. I like to cook it. In my case, I eat it rare. I know mm-hmm. some people don't care for that but the reason i like it rare i think it tends to break down better easier and you're going to get more nutrients from it especially from you know the iron and content and things like that the more you cook food the more you start breaking it down further and i mm-hmm. think that's not necessarily a good thing but that's just now that's strictly my opinion so you know keep that mm-hmm. in mind there uh other than that um you know i like using the grass-fed butter to put on the vegetables give it good quality flavor it helps fill me up i'll use it to cook eggs uh, you know, if I'm going to have any breads, I use it for breads. You know, I don't have mm-hmm. bread all the time, but when I do, I'm going to enjoy myself. And if I'm not going to use all of, you know, olive oil. Then I'm going to use you know, grass-fed butter. So that's one thing I also like to do. Uh, cream, heavy cream is great for mixing a protein shake or to put in your coffee because you got good fats from that. And it also mm-hmm. has protein and it's real convenient. It's easy and it tastes great. I mean, it really does. Mm. It tastes really good. Cottage cheese. I, I like using cottage cheese and because it's handy, fills me up, and it's another great protein source to add into my meal. Because I'm mm-hmm. usually I'm focused on getting thirty to fifty grams of protein per meal. That's my general focus for um, you know overall health and maintenance of the muscle tissue that I have. I'm trying to preserve my muscle tissue. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you got cheese. Uh, who doesn't like cheese? So right. have some of that. And again, you want to kind of shop through that, check all the chemicals in the cheese. Uh, so it, it can be simple, but then it's not. I mean, you want to make sure you get the right kind of products. But once you know right. where to get them and how to find them, then that doesn't matter. You, you can enjoy the food knowing that, that you're getting what you want. Sour cream. I like using sour cream on my eggs or, you know, when I, you know certain foods, I'll just throw it on there. But I, I do mm-hmm. like it on my eggs in the morning. Uh, it's just another form of, instead of putting cheese in it, I'll just use a, little, a couple of drops of sour cream on it. So I just find it 
using all these different options here, I get the kind of fats I want, mm -hmm. helps fill me up, and uh, I'm getting the benefits of it from that slow burning casein as well. So Armin, how, how often do you use dairy in your nutrition program? It, it's going to depend, um, but generally I'm going to have probably some every other day. Sometimes I'll have mm. it every day, but then I'll take a break. But every okay. other day would probably be a good gauge for me because, you know, I do have cottage cheese on a regular, fairly regular basis to help kind of fill mm -hmm. me up with my other meals. Uh, but then there'll be periods where I'll take, you know, three or four days off. So I would probably say as an average, probably two to three times a week uh, minimum. Okay. So Interesting. put it that way, based on my, you know, energy and my training and then the right. protein needs. And again, it's, it's a slower burning uh, protein. So I have it as part of that too. Well, for those different times, do you recommend maybe particular times of the day that you should eat dairy? Well, I've experimented with a lot of it, uh, mm -hmm. but uh, to be honest with you, I would prefer to have my dairy in the earlier part of the day, uh, simply with the fact that it is a little bit more, uh, a little harder to break down because it's more concentrated. So if I have cheese, I like to have that, you know, earlier day, like for lunch or breakfast, uh, just regular hard cheeses. Now the butter, you know, it doesn't really matter. It breaks down pretty quickly. So I'm mm -hmm. about that, but if I'm going to have a cheese source, uh, or, you know, even cottage cheese, I'll have that earlier today. Um, so I tend to look at it that way, but then the other lighter, uh, you know, the butter and the sour cream, well, I can have that in the evening, not really mm -hmm. worry about it. But yeah, I don't have sour cream that often with, with my foods, but I do have it periodically. So that's probably mm -hmm. once a week at the most as an example, but I do find it is unless I'm, you know, I'm running, run out of regular cheese and I'm going to use it to put on my eggs. I may have it a mm -hmm. couple of times a week. Uh, but that's kind of how I'm kind of timing it. So mm -hmm. my evening meals, I typically don't have cheese in my evening meals or any kind of, unless the only thing I have in the evening, we butter most, most of the time. So really it depends on whatever you're in the mood for with dairy. Um, yeah. Okay. I know that was bad. Sorry. <laughs> that was bad. Well, I mean, okay. That's, that's a good point. Mood. <laughs> mood. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, um, any final thoughts on this information in dairy? Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't get all the you know, listen to all the negativity about dairy. Right. Uh, you know, first and foremost, it is a naturally occurring food source. You know, it's, it is not man made. If you get the natural occurring, occurring food source, mm -hmm. but anything right. that's man made, I'm going to have a red flag on man made because that has shown not to be that effective. I mean, look what look what processed food has done. Look what they've done to all the different types of food right. sources with for processing it. So I would, I like it because it's natural occurring. And if you can get it in that, that format uh, mm -hmm. versus being processed, you know, like the other, other sources you can get of dairy, then that, that's, I think it's a big advantage and I think it's safe. Uh, right. But right. if you have something that has hormones and you have something that has antibiotics in it and all these other things, then yeah, I, I think that's a red flag. But if you're finding naturally sourced, like we talk about with NSP, food, you're going to be fine. I mean, that's the human body can recognize it and digest it and utilize it. Mm -hmm. So I, I wouldn't take all this. Uh, if you look at this, these other, prof these other professionals, so to speak, and experts, right. just right. understand, are they differentiating dairy? Or are they just saying all dairy is bad? So there, mm -hmm. again, there's always more to the story than 
what you're seeing. So you got to kind of mm-hmm. dig a little deeper into the details. And I kind of done that myself because, you know, I don't want to do anything I think is going to be harmful to my body. Right. But I can avoid right. it. So that's kind of how I approach it. Well, and, and there's a lot of different options out there now, more so than ever before. So oh, you yeah. can enjoy dairy or have dairy options uh, so that you'll be able to implement yeah. that into your nutrition program. So Armin, great information as always, man. Another great show. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm doing what I can. I want to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody uh, uh, gets the information they need. And, you know, I really enjoy doing this and looking forward to next week's show. And, but, you know, Hey, give us a good input on what you uh, like and don't like. And so we can keep making the show better. We shorten that up a little bit. So maybe a little easier to digest things. And uh, as far as the content and get more of the takeaways from it, more aha moments. So. Yeah, we we definitely appreciate your feedback or any questions that you have, or if you have input for the show, you know, make sure that you leave a comment on the YouTube channel because Armin reviews that, or you can email directly to NSP Nutrition. The email is support at nspnutrition.com. And uh, who knows, maybe you'll hear your topic or question right here on the show. Um, Yeah. Because a lot of the actual content we get is from the feedback from the show right armin yeah i mean when we get it yeah because that's what we're looking for outside absolutely of that, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with things i think people want to hear but you know hey we're, we're open <laughs> absolutely absolutely and also uh you know as you're going to nspnutrition.com and checking out what they have online don't forget to check out uh, they also have a 21 day program uh that is totally free you oh, know, yeah. um, I mean, you can actually burn fat, build muscle and get in the best shape of your life. hundred percent free. Just sign up. You can join up for free on the website, but, uh, Hey, Armin, another great show. Looking forward right. to do another one next week with you, man. Well, same here. And I hope everybody has a bang up uh, new year going here. 2022. Yeah. We get a great start here. So anyway, Thanks again for joining Armin and I, and we'll be back next week for another NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.